Hello and welcome to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. So let's talk about tonight's podcast. We're going to jump into it with the Grammys aftermath. We're going to talk about what our predictions were and who the winners were. Then we're going to move on to a new segment that we call the reaction. And then we're going to finish it off with our one of our favorite segments, the flavor. So let's get it, fellas, uh, with our social media plugs. You can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Mix Era Rap P-O-D. And you can follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. Please check us out on those things. Uh, send us your questions, comments, and uh, we're going to be lining up some stuff for a live show coming up very soon. All right. So, uh, Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, WeChat if you're on that Asia tip, and Mixcloud if you like DJ Mixes at the 313 Kid. That's T H E 313 K I D. Yeah, man. That's what's up. So, let's jump into it, fellas. The Grammy Aftermath. So, let's start off with the first category, and that was Best Rap Performance. Do we want to do the predictions, or do we want to jump straight into who won? Let's see. I want to jump into who won. So the winner, Baby Kim with Family Ties featuring Kendrick Lamar. So just going over the predictions that the fellas had, what do y'all think about the winner? Let's start with uh, our man Kev. Kev, what are your thoughts with your prediction and the winner? I, I don't remember my prediction, but I know who. You- I know it wasn't this song. It was not this song. You predicted Cardi B. Up. Oh. oh, yeah. I I didn't care for this song too much, and yeah, I just thought it was just a wasted Kendrick Lamar feature. But it seemed like enough people liked it, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Was it a surprise to you, or you thought it was just par for the course? Not, I mean, not really a surprise. I, it's 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 tough when you um when you have like an artist like Cardi B, who you know she you know her real her really competition is only really like Drake and Megan um, as of recently, but uh, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole are like these, I don't want to say outsiders, but like these other forces who, who are there that we don't really see or hear from too much. And you know that they can have an impact too. So, you know, it's still a big name, but yeah, I, I just wouldn't have thought, that song, just me personally, I, I would have thought something that was a bigger radio hit would have won as opposed to that. Yeah, I feel you on that one, Kev. All right, let's check in with Reaper. Reaper, you chose Cardi B as well. And what were your thoughts on the winner and your prediction? Yeah, when that when that uh Baby Kim song came out, I remember actively asking uh, some college people that I get in touch with. Did they like that song? And it was a group. It might have been six or seven or eight of them. And grouped together, they was like, man, no, nobody here likes that song. Nobody. They were talking about people in the room or at least people on their campus that they had talked to. And I was like, is it getting uh, spins in the club? It was just like, not that I can remember. And I was just like, oh. Because um, it was getting a decent reaction over here for a bit. But um, not the same way that Megan or that Cardi 
was or even what's the other track my life j cole and 21 savage even that one got more of a reaction than family ties but again this just we're probably going to say this a couple of times in this segment the uh not the academy the uh the grammys the grammy committee whatever they're called um it's like they shun people or block certain people from getting the awards and then they just tip ride other people just over and over and over like they tip ride uh kendrick lamar and just because kendrick lamar is on the track just oh just give it to him that's the best song yeah okay fine i feel you on that with reaper i'm in agreement with you and i also chose cardi b as my choice uh for the prediction and for me man uh i like you said uh reaper i figured you know the 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 Grammy uh, committees were going to go with something that was familiar to them that wasn't too out of reach for their ears, and uh, this one was you know with, with Kendrick on it was the one you know my dark horse I thought had a real good chance once I started thinking about uh, whether or not they would reach out the box to go with Megan or Cardi, and I was like, they they probably not going to do that, but it is what it is. Uh, so I'm going to do this for our predictions. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into it with the next category. And that was best melodic rap performance, which another one we thought was extremely weird. And let just, just go over real quick who the um, nominees were. It was J. Cole featuring Lil Baby with Pride is the Devil, Need to Know by Doja Cat, Industry Baby by Lil Nas X featuring Jack Harlow and What's Your Name, Tyler the Creator, featuring uh, NBA Youngboy and Ty Dolla Sign and uh, Hurricane, Kanye featuring The Weeknd and Little Baby, The Winner, Kanye, Hurricane featuring The Weeknd and Little Baby. I'm going to start this one off and just say that our picks, as far as our picks for this one, we did. I'm looking here again. Yeah, we did not make a pick for this. We just complained about the category because it's so weird. And uh, I wasn't surprised at all about uh, Kanye winning this one. I knew that Donda was going to get something just because, like, like again, uh, you know, giving kudos to uh, Reaper, the, the Grammys, they're going to ride tips and they wrote, they ride Kanye's tip, Eminem, uh, certain, they're just certain artists. They're going to keep riding. And um, that's what happened here. Cause again, I, I you know, hurricanes. Okay. But uh, of the songs on here, I, I would have went with something different, not this one. So uh, let's jump in with Reaper and see what his thoughts are. The answer is no. Like, I mean, we have to react to the Grammys because it's a, significant thing in hip-hop slash music but all four of these categories are booty man like hurricane isn't the best song on donda i don't even know why it got nominated in the first place and we're gonna see in the next category jail is not the best song on donda either and uh yeah man all you know all of these categories are weird man how about i don't agree with uh most of the nominees i don't agree with the winners either we're only doing this because we're obligated people out there in <laughs> listener land that's what's up reaper let's jump in and finish it off with kev kev your thoughts on uh best melodic rap performance i don't even know what that means if we complained we had a right to complain i i don't know it's i yeah i i think that i think they did give kanye award so he wouldn't 
potentially go off on social media or say something. So I don't know. It's I I, I don't know. It's it's still confusing now. It's even confusing now. You hear the the nominees and and then I I, I don't know. I don't know what they want. The message they're trying to convey with these oddball categories. It just seems weird. <laughs> I feel you on that one. And this is what we're gonna give for that category. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next category, and that was best rap song. And the nominees were Bath Salt, DMX featuring uh Jay-Z and Nas, Best Friends, that's uh Sweetie featuring Doja Cat, Family Ties, Baby Keen featuring Kendrick Lamar, My Life, J. Cole featuring 21 Savage and More Ray, and the winner, Jail, Kanye featuring Jay-Z. I, 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 you know what? I'm going to give who, so I, I know the fellas may not remember what their picks were, so let's go over the picks. Uh, Reaper chose uh, Saweetie with, uh, featuring Doja Cat. Kevin and I chose DMX, so let's let uh reaper start this one off because he was even in, at least he was better in the paul park than we were so uh reaper your thoughts on best rap song why, why are you making me do this man uh <laughs> yeah but again like and it's wild because we talked about the categories and how you know even just a second ago i was like okay best rap performance maybe they were trying to say like best verse in a way because uh, Kendrick did have some cool parts on his verse or whatever, or his performance of the verse in the music video is cool. So I don't know what they're attributing that to, but Best Friend, the Saweetie song, man, that was like one of the biggest hits of like last year, or, or did that come out the year before? You know, they got this weird Grammy cutoff times, but when the song was out, it was one of the, the top songs, even even girls. I mean, even Chinese girls. You know, it's like Chinese girls, black girls, white girls, Latina girls, like Russian girls. Like when I dropped that song, they all throw their hands up. You know, so it's wild that that's only nominated for best rap song and not best rap performance. Like, and up isn't in best rap song, so I don't know what the what the actual attributes or the characteristics of a song that needs to be you know nominated for each category but i already made my comments on jail it's cool that kanye and jay-z are are, uh dipping again but i'm actually cool on that and um that bath sauce track is booty too (laughs) he had to reiterate that people like again shout out to like uh shout out to uh Jay-Z and Nas for getting on a track together and, uh, you know, rest in peace DMX. But like even because the bath sauce come out, I think it came out right after DMX passed. But man, that song is terrible. That song is terrible. It's just it's like it's only it's it's one of those things, too, where it's it's only notable because Jay-Z and Nas are on it. But again, it's like all of the songs that they've gotten on together, like. Black Republican from the Hip Hop Is Dead record is cool, but it's notable because it's the first time they ever got together. And then Success, I think, is on American Gangster. It's cool, but it's just notable because the second time they got together and the first time was a Nas project, second time was a Jay-Z project. I don't want to go down that whole list, but 
they haven't done a song together that's just like, yes, man, that's that's the one we want. And this was not the one we wanted either. So just so it's on record, best friend should have won this category. Megan or Cardi should have won that other category. And for best melodic, honestly, if it was best melodic, you should have gave it to uh, Doja Cat. Honestly, if it's, it's about melodies, you got the floor. Yeah, that's what's up. Let's move in with uh, Kev. Your thoughts on best rap song and the winner. Who won? Jail. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. I I think you know Reaper was right. Like one of the fe- one of the uh, the females should have won. I mean, you know, when you really sit back and look at what what was played on the radio a lot, what was talked about a lot. The the females, like the newer females, have garnered more attention for their music. I mean, you know, Kanye gets a lot of attention because of his his soon to be ex wife and things he's doing on social media. But I mean, you know, the build up to to the Donda album was was good, and him versus Drake was good. But I mean, it it didn't really last long, so it was kind of like eh. Okay, you did all this for nothing. So, yeah, I, I think one of the you know one of the women should have got it. So we can move on. Definitely, and I, I don't have much more to say than I think if uh, Drake would not have withdrawn himself from the uh, Grammys, he probably would have won all four categories. So with that, we're going to move into the last award, and that was best rap album, and the nominees were. The Off Season, J. Cole, King's Disease 2, Nas, Donda, Kanye West, and the winner, Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, the Creator. And uh, our predictions were, we did not predict, except for me. I did I did say in uh, the prediction episode that I thought that Tyler, the Creator, was going to win. And if he didn't, he would be beaten by Kanye only. So... That was my two cent. I'm going to keep it moving. Let's check in with uh, Reaper. Your thoughts on album of the year winner, the nominees. Um, Yeah, I pretty much figured that. Is that who I picked, Tyler? No, that's what I just said. We didn't, you you and Kev didn't pick nobody. <laughs> and, I, and I said it was either Tyler, the creator, or Kanye. So that was what our predictions were from the prediction episode. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, a pretty solid choice. I uh, I might have said, and if I didn't say it, I'll say it now. I would have been against it if Nas got another one, cause uh, and again, I'm not just head hunting. I'm not just trying to dog Nas, cause that's what it kind of sounds like. But King's Disease One and Two are solid. It's commendable that he's still doing his thing all these years later and, again, getting acknowledged, not just doing underground stuff and magic as well. But I think King's Disease 1 and 2 are overrated. I don't think they're that good. But uh, Tyler went in, yeah, he won last year too, right? Or last time with Igor. You were four last. Yeah, with Igor. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He's going to become a, uh, if he keep making stuff like that, he's going to become a, Grammy darling as well. So, Yeah, that's what's up. I do want to say that that was the rabbit hole we actually went down during the prediction episode was the King's Disease rabbit hole. 
We went yeah. heavy down it. So let's let uh, Kev anchor this last thing and say, uh, Kev, the winner of Best Rap Album, title the creator, and the nominees. Your thoughts? I'm not, you know, I'm not mad or I don't really have a lot to say, period. Because I feel like it's going to sound negative. Um, let, let it ride, man. I think Tyler was the correct choice in this instance, but I don't know. Like, like you just said, if Drake would have stayed in it, would it have been a more um, exciting buildup to each award? You know what I mean? And Drake dropping out kind of took some took some excitement off of it. So it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like, even though these people won, not to say they don't deserve it, but it is kind of like, can we put an asterisk beside each one? Because Drake wasn't there and... I mean, we could legitimately probably say that he might have swept all four, but Tyler did have one of the best albums out last year. So that's, you know, one of the few good choices I think they did make all night. That's what's up. So I'm just going to say that again because it was one of my picks. We're going to leave it with this. (laughs) (laughs) And that was our take on the Grammys aftermath. All right, so now we're going on to our next segment, which is a new segment for us, and we're calling it The Reaction. So we're how we're going to explain this is we're going to play for the host. We're going to play for you guys a snippet of what we're going to listen to, and then we're going to react to it. So the first thing we're going to play is New World Order by Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun. And let's get it. Here's the problem with America, the country is broken Cause they minds stay closed, but they mouths stay open Get attacked and we blame terrorists, go broke and we blame the price Blame racists for the racism, but only if his skin is white If we don't need guns, cause we can call the police We don't need fire extinguishers, call a fireman, please Alright, so we just listened to New World Order And uh, we're gonna give our live reaction of it And I'm gonna start off by saying these young men are patriots I appreciate them for uh, putting this together in an artistic way. Uh, I think the average young black, I'm sorry, young white male who's been uh, interacting with uh, people of color thinks this way. If they were raised in a, a household where there was some bit of uh, of normality and and they were exposed to different things. They weren't closed off to the world. I think that these gentlemen are definitely patriots based on that. Uh, let's jump into it with uh, Kev. Kev, your thoughts on New World Order. It's it, it sounds, the beat-wise, sounded like a Eminem song. And I don't know. I I, I don't know. Like, I wanted them to be more, it's, it just felt like something was missing. But, like, just lyrically, I understood where it was coming from. I agree on some stuff. I disagree on other stuff, but I think, you know, I, I, I think songs like this are could be good conversation starters because it does, you know, these, these guys are making excellent points. And, and I think this, you know, we need to have these uncomfortable conversations to kind of get to a point of understanding where everybody's coming from or what, what they are trying to say. So like you said, you know, these guys are, uh, you know, good Americans, they're brave for even doing a song like this because 
so many people are are afraid to, you know, either speak their mind or even just say, just not not just even blurt out stuff. Like, you know, it, they actually took some time into crafting this message. And, and I think that, you know, so many different people on different levels can understand it and be accepting of what they're trying to say. Definitely. I feel you on that one. Let's jump into it and let uh, Reaper uh, anchor this one. Reaper, your thoughts on New World Order by Tom McDonald and Adam Calhoun. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, that's the main point. Conversation starter or like, let's ruffle some feathers. Because again, sometimes people try to bring up some of those points face to face and somebody would just talk over you or just, you know, but if you put it on the record, it's just like, no, nah, it's out there. Like, you know, you don't have to listen to it per se, but it's out there and you can't talk over me. So I think it's a conversation starter for sure. Interesting points. And I don't know, I would be because I've watched a couple of the uh, reaction videos on YouTube, like, you know, other people listening and reacting to it. And people have a lot of different uh, ideas and thoughts about some of the specific lines like uh, pro-choice and abortion or toxic masculinity and yeah i think when i first heard i was like whoa they're saying uh they're saying some uh i mean nothing that's out of pocket or 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 left field but like i said they they putting it out there and um i'm surprised it hasn't gotten more traction than it's gotten i saw it was a uh, number one on itunes i believe for a handful of weeks but uh that's all i've heard really people talk about it yeah, this would definitely not make the mainstream. No one wants to bridge, you know. No, none, not. I mean, but, 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 no. It, it the reason it's not going to go mainstream is because people don't want to have these uncomfortable conversations. But it's, I mean, you could you could say some of the stuff they're saying is problematic, but at the same time, they do craft they do craft it in a way to say, "Hey, I don't agree with this," but. I'm not going to knock you for agreeing with something. That's what I take from it. Oh, without a doubt. That is exactly what you should take from it. And if you believe in the ten, the, the first 10 amendments, then this is freedom of speech. And they put it in the most eloquent, eloquent way possible. That's my. Right, right, right. And, and I do like that aspect of it. It's like, you know, I can say what I, you know, let me say what I want to say. And you can say what you want to say. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but it's it's still rough, though. It's still rough when you're sitting back and you do hear a song like this. And and um, I don't know. It should get attention. It should it should definitely get attention. And because I think that these, these guys are reasonable people to have a conversation with. But... I mean, what else do they have, though? Like, what other songs do they have, too? So, you know, like, I, I didn't see, you know, this is my first time hearing it. <clears throat> and like Reaper was saying, um, people was kind of like, ooh, I disagree with this, I disagree with that. But then, but what else do they have, though? Like, are they woke or conscious or they just made a song just to try to grab attention? But their other stuff is about, I don't know, what, you know, this, that, and the third. I mean, some random stuff. So it's like, what else do they have? Because if they're not making it off of this song, then I really don't know what's going to get them attention. So 
they are what you know some people would say woke artists and they have quite a few uh conscious conscious is better okay they are conscious artists and they have a, quite a few songs uh, either uh solo or together and uh what i will say is they have another song not they i'm sorry mcdonald has another song called the biggest music industry screw job that has 1.5 million views so that got more traction than this track this track only got 800,000 views so it's very interesting they got another uh, uh um, tom mcdonald has another uh track called clown world and it has 1.5 million views so there are people, there, there's traction. But again, when we talk about traction, you know, I've said this and you guys have fought me on this. The 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 terrestrial mute, the radio's world, the mainstream uh, streaming services are not going to pump this. You're not going to see this on uh, a spotlight because no one wants to bridge this. They don't want to bridge this type of information to other people to make it a real conversation. So that's just not going to happen. The, you know, and I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I'm saying that this country, the biggest fear is that poor people, middle-class people of different races and ethnicities and religions will come together and realize that it's not about what you look like, where you were born. It's about who you are as a human and what you're willing to give to make this world a better space. They can't afford that to happen because that then makes the profits of this against one another society that we live in or do better than someone else society that we live in unprofitable and they want profits. You can't have Apple being the third largest corporation in the world if you're not saying, hey, have this Apple phone. It makes you feel better about yourself because you're doing better than other people. You need that. That's what you need. That's what this society is telling you. So you cannot have that and still bridge the conversation that these gentlemen are trying to have. Reaper, I'll let you finish this one off. Uh, yep. I said my piece. <laughs> All right. That's what's up. Now we're going to move on to our next reaction uh, track and let's get it. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Filet your fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. All these crispy All right. <laughs> and we just listened to and getting ready for our reaction of Arby's Pusha T dish of McDonald's. And I'm gonna jump in first and just say <laughs> extremely entertaining, but here is what I got to say about this. If I hear Pusha T do another album about his drug life and how gangster he is in the street, I, I, I feel like he should be canceled. I'm not in the canceling people, but dude, you have been making money for oh so long. And now you just got a fat check from Arby's. Stop. You ain't no drug dealer. You hadn't been a drug dealer in years. You know, stop, stop it. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say, Reaper. Uh, yeah, I I I told you uh, when we listened to the Diet Coke 
track, I believe, or maybe when we were talking about something else Pusha T related, I thought it was bizarre that Pusha T was still able to make money all these years later, still talking about the same stuff. Because you could say Joel Santana, you could say Cassidy, you could say even Jadakiss to an extent sort of fell off because they had a lot of drug raps and just people between drug raps and like that sort of mid 2000s sound by the end of the 2000s, people didn't want to hear that stuff no more and they didn't adapt. And that's why people don't talk about them no more. But, and maybe Pusha T is different because he was like clips during the 2000s and then became Pusha T solo by the 2010s. Maybe that's why he still gets talked about. Or because people seem to like the Daytona record and the that other record he had out with numbers on the board on there, which I do not like, by the way. But uh, apparently, so here's the tidbit. So apparently back in the day when McDonald's first released that ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it thing, apparently Pusha T wrote that jingle or he wrote that slogan or something. I didn't fact check it too heavily but the things that i checked said that it was true i don't know how i could definitely check that as being true unless it was on like the mcdonald's website or something but but then something about he got underpaid or they cut his royalties off or he only got paid once they wouldn't give him a royalty deal something like that and that led to rb specifically asking him like oh we hear you've got a grievance with mcdonald's do you want to make a diss track about them and that's how we are where we are now. And if you think about all of that stuff being true, that's hilarious. Absolutely. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and yes, BuzzFeed has an article about Pusha T calls out McDonald's over I'm loving it jingle. I have not read this article, but I will definitely read this article as well as Clash Music has the same as another in an OK player. So th- th- this is a thing. So people go out, read it, and make your opinions on it. But there is a thing that Pusha T is like, you didn't give me my money, and I'm upset about it. So let's let Kev anchor this one. Your thoughts on the Pusha T McDonald's diss track for Arby's? This might be the first time where an artist dissed himself. That was like the first thing. They said, Pusha T did an Arby's jingle. And I'm like, wait, dissing McDonald's, the McDonald's jingle that he got paid for? I mean, what's going on? It's weird. It didn't didn't sound innovative to me. Like, it didn't sound different. It sounded like, it just sounded like he goes, he just says, he, he, he plays previous songs of his and say make something similar to this and i'm a rap on it and that's what happens um is he's not doing a lot nowadays like i just saw something earlier he said he liked the he, he he's influenced by jadakiss who encouraged him to be more personal on his records but you're married you j- you ain't you've been married a couple years you just had a baby but you're still doing dope dope records you know talking about dope boy stuff how has that been influenced you to be personal in your life? Like, what? I mean, come on, you can't sit here in the interview talking about you went to this fashion show or you 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 negotiating this deal with this clothing brand, but you 
but none of that is showing up in your records. Like, only time you really talked about closing the records, you was dissing Drake for the deal he had. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard being a Pusha T fan in 2022 because it's you don't know what 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 he's what what he's trying to base his stuff on. It's like, you know, Benny Benny the Butcher said the same thing. It's like I got a fan base for this stuff, so why would I desert my fan base? But it's not to say you can't have a couple songs. You got a whole album talking about one thing. It's come on, man. You too old for that. You just too old for that. So I'm good. I'm good on it. It's it's but it, it is funny. It's funny that, you know, he's dissing himself in a in a way. So that's that's entertaining. But all that other stuff, I'm good, man. It sounds like something he's he he's done a millions of times. It doesn't it doesn't sound like anything fresh or new. It's it sounds like a something he might have had on the cutting room floor or something. A uh a, a song that didn't make one of his albums. If it can, and then now, if that's the story right there, when did he write this song? That'll be the story I like to hear. Because if they say this from the Daytona sessions, even that beat or this song, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I think, too, like, again, would you want to do, like, a, a a super fire song for, like, a Arby's spot? You know, like a 30-second? Obviously, he put some thought into it, but wanted to be clear about you know what the the song is about but also like not cursed because it's like a advertisement but also like you know i mean i I think the parameters that he had to work within and again maybe it was more complex too you know you get like uh revisions and stuff maybe the original track was more busy but they was just like no just do something that almost sound like boom bap and just let the lyric shine you know i mean we don't know but i think if he would because the point is like a diss song so it's about the words it's not trying to be catchy and stuff so i think if they would have made the beat too complicated or or made it too you know noisy or whatever i think that would have been a mistake you would have missed the 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 point of it yeah definitely i mean i i I get what you're saying but it's still it's still a it's still a jingle or a song it's something that's going to be played so it's i don't know i i don't know I don't know. I, I felt like it could have been a little better. It just felt like it was a lot missing. So, yeah, I'm 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 done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, and that was our new segment, the reaction. All right, so we moving it. We keeping it moving. Keeping it moving. Keeping it moving. One of our favorite segments. The flavor is up next. And we're gonna start it off with our man Kev's pick. And let's drop the beat. Hey. Hey. I know they want. Love they want. Hey. Check. They want my head to be down when I walk around. They want me questioning purpose and worth. They want to challenge the mind of this leader and trading this worth for a leader in perks. They want to stop me in traffic and come me down, hoping a lens on the camera don't work. They want to send an array, Mr. Flower to Mama when they put a shun in the dirt. They want me to take my time, then they want me to rush. They want me to speak my mind, and they want me to hush. They want me to keep giving them chances when they keep fucking it. Yeah, man, that was uh, 25th Hour by Oswin Benjamin. And uh, featuring Dermot, uh, I'm going to jump in first and just say, man, Oswin Benjamin is a young cat that I uh, 
learned about a few years back and I'm just I, I'm taken back by the young man. I think that his uh, skill level in this thing we call hip hop is on a high level. Uh, his production is solid for being that he's not getting those A1 producers, you know, so whoever he's working with is definitely trying to put him in the best space possible. Not that familiar with Dermic, but I definitely thought the track was solid. It is a lyricist track for me. All right. Let's check in with Reaper. Reaper, your thoughts on Kev's pick, 25th Hour by Oswin Benjamin and Dermic. Yeah, it was hard. I was trying to figure out who it was the whole time. I've never heard of, what is it? What is it? Oz, Oz, Oswin. Oswin. Okay, I'll have to, you have to send me the spelling uh, off air. But yeah, I've never heard of this guy or either of the guys. And uh, yeah, the the beat, uh, it was it was kind of in line with stuff that's coming out. Uh, I don't want to just say typical trap, but it was uh, in line with that stuff. But it was hard. It was hard. Lyrics were decent. Yeah, I've got no issues with this song. All right, that's what's up. So, Kev, tell us why you chose 25th Hour by Oswin Benjamin. Like you said, you know, when we discovered this guy uh, a few years back, we reviewed his album. Everyone on the panel at the time really enjoyed it and just been following what he's been doing over the years. And just randomly, a notification popped up. He had a new song he just released. So, of course, I clicked it. And then it's just, you know, I've just been playing it ever since, man. It's, um, yeah, you know, it fits it fits today's model, which is not bad. But um, he doesn't sound like everybody else. So it's like, you know, them rhyming on the beat, they, they make it sound good. It is, it's just not like a random beat and a random flow, you know good beat good flow and even the you know the content is good too so everything just works and and you know that's why i really enjoy it yeah man that's what's up thank you for bringing that one to the flavor and now we're moving on to reaper's choice and let's bring it yeah Never let a wishbone grow where a backbone should. Belly been taking the dash on wood. Niggas saying pain is the back end good. Niggas got sense, but they act no good. So I do the lot of them bitches and starstruck. Hop in a ride and we took in the truck. Couple lines in the truck and they all fucked. They might say what's up when they see me around the city, but really no reason to talk much. Dinner at nice guy, but no nice guys here. I'm toe tagging no bill, bow baggins. Y'all coming up short. Take a recess. Oh, man. That was a. Uh... Lifestyle by Dreamville featuring Boss and ASAP Ferg. Let's let Kev get into this one. Kev, your thoughts on Reaper's pick, Lifestyle by Dreamville. Uh, it wasn't a bad song at all. Um, this um, this album that they did is getting a lot of uh, good reviews. Um, I haven't heard it yet, so I think this song is probably going to make me want to listen to it soon maybe tomorrow or next couple of days or so but it's good that they, you know he, he they're incorporating other people outside of the guys in their camp so yeah i'm just curious to see you know how the whole thing just sounds together yeah i feel you on that one for me i believe that uh the production on this was somebody that wasn't a part of the dreamville camp it was uh it was refreshing for them and uh, ASAP Ferg being on the track was definitely refreshing. You guys done brought two heavy lyrical uh, tracks into the flavor tonight. And I want to thank you for that because I'm all about the lyrics. And uh, I enjoyed it. 
let's keep it moving. Uh, Reaper, your thoughts on choosing uh, Lifestyle by Dreamville featuring Boss and um, ASAP Ferg. Uh, yeah, I went through a couple of picks, actually. And um, I told you I'm usually coming at it from like a club perspective. Uh, what's something that I'm getting good reactions from in the club or have potential possibilities of getting good reactions from in the club, excited to play in the club, stuff like that. And when I heard this, the combination of the fast flow, Chinese people really like fast flow and uh, the beat was really hard compared to some of the stuff that I was going to, uh, other stuff I was going to choose. So um, haven't had a chance to play this out in the club yet, but I can imagine this is going to be, uh, have a good reaction. Yeah, the drops on this were definitely serious. I could see you really putting in some work on this on the floor and uh, seeing what happens. So uh, let definitely let us know how it works out when you play this in the spot. Let's uh, move on to our next track, and that's the track I chose for the flavor. And uh, let's get it. But if I tell you I don't want to be a player? I could be your Clyde if you be my body, baby. Give you my time only if you show me patience. Teach me how to love you, I ain't used to being famous. I can let you drive the Bentley, just don't drive me crazy. I can buy you birthdays, let you pick out any place. Yeah, I don't wanna be a player no more. I don't wanna be a player. Yeah, I don't wanna be a player. I just wanna buy you flavors. Put Chanelli on your waist. I'm already on my way. Bring a friend in. Yeah, man, that was my pick. Player by A Boogie with the hoodie and featuring my girl, her. So let's jump into it with Reaper. Your thoughts on my pick, Playa, by A Boogie with the hoodie. You know, I like Boogie, but uh, he in some circles is like, looked at as like the second coming. Some people talk about Boogie, like he's just never made anything bad, anything but bangers. And I I don't know why people like Boogie as much as they do. I mean, he's cool. But uh, this song was all right. Like, I was waiting for it to, like, hit a second gear. And it it never really does. Yeah, I mean, you know. And and you know what, too? We're sort of in a, especially with a lot of just, like, trap, we're in a time where there isn't necessarily, like, a radio single and a club single. Or like a, a song for the ladies or, you know, like different things like, oh, this is a really good song for the radio. Like the song that comes to mind is Jada Kiss, Why, which is a cool song, you know, again, raising some questions. And but it's a cool little radio song, but you wouldn't play that in a club. You wouldn't even begin to think about playing that in a club. Right. Whereas a lot of the trap songs are just like hard, even if it's got a catchy chorus, it's just like uh because of how it sounds, it's like automatically the radio song and the club song. So I like to think maybe this would be, it's not quite just specifically radio more than club, but maybe that's where it, it would lie as like a cool little radio jam more so than being a club jam. But I I don't know. I'm kind of cool on that one. All right. Appreciate those words. Let's let uh, Kev anchor this one. Kev, your thoughts on my pick, Lifestyle by A boogie with the hoodie it, it's it's funny because I, I was having a conversation with my daughter the other day and she was just saying how a lot of songs today have 
samples of other songs and and it's not like they try to incorporate like certain elements of the song it's just you just straight jacking previous songs and then when i hear him saying i don't want to be a player no more and, and i just go thinking about what she was saying i i don't know i, I i'm not a fan of it i gotta be in the mood sometimes to really listen to like the auto-tune stuff and and I just wish it, he was just like too offbeat for me, so it, and it just threw me off. So I was, I, I'm I'm good on this one. All right, that's what's up. Appreciate that, uh, Kev. So for me, the uh, the reason why I chose this uh, particular track was, you know, a boogie's definitely, you know, a a, a love hate type cat, but her is for me is just everything and when i heard her spitting on this track i was like yo this is where it's at and i thought it was a nod to big pun not uh uh jacking of big puns uh um style and for young people because again i i'm just not aware of too many of the younger artists who really get down with some of the early uh 2000 late 90s stuff so for him to give that nod to big pun to me was a, a a real cool thing. And again, you know, I always like to pick danceable beats. There is actually a remix of this song that has a heavier drop on it. So, um, Reaper, you might want to check that one out. Cause I know you like the drops for me. I, the events that I, uh, the gigs I do, I play more danceable tracks. I'm not really looking for heavy drops because I'm dealing with older people, younger people, my age range are so wide that I just need something that gets people to want to shake their butt. So a little different in how we spin, but uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on how I uh, chose this particular track. I appreciate the fellas' words on these tracks, and um, you know, that was our segment, The Flavor. All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys for checking us out on this episode. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We tried to give you all we had on this one and uh, give you something new. We definitely try to entertain you as much as possible. We hope you like the reaction segment and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So uh, definitely hit us on Twitter or uh, Instagram and let us know how you felt about the reaction segment. And uh, you can reach us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Mix Era Rap P-O-D. And you can find us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. We're very active, so holla at us, man. Uh, Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. At the 313Kid, T-H-E, 313-K-I-D, Instagram, Twitter, WeChat, MixCloud, if you like DJ Mix. Yo, that's what's up, man. We really appreciate you guys so much. Tell a friend and tell a friend. We out of here. Peace. Peace.